It's great to be able to carry on the third part of our prayer series with you this morning. And I want to speak to you this morning about the power of prayer. You know, if you've been following us on social media or maybe you've seen before on Church Online, that we're, we're going to start a week of prayer and fasting that's starting tomorrow. And, you know, some people may think, well, what's the point of that? Why are you doing that? Well, you know, we believe that prayer is about talking to God and, and listening to God and involving God in our lives. And in the same way, fasting is about saying to God, God, I recognise that you have authority in my life, that you are more important than many things in my life. And I want to focus upon you and I want to give give authority to you in certain areas. And, and you know, ultimately, we believe that prayer is powerful. We believe that prayer works. And Sometimes prayer isn't answered in the way that we'd hope or we'd expect, but we believe as Christians, I believe that prayer is a powerful thing and that through prayer we can be uplifted, we can be strengthened, that our lives can be changed and we've been having testimonies this month about people sharing about how prayer has changed their life and I want to encourage you if you've missed any of those catch up on them and have a listen because it just emphasizes what we're trying to say during this month of September to you about prayer. And this morning I'm going to be looking at a part of the Bible in the Old Testament where we we look at an account of one of the kings of Israel of Solomon and just a conversation, a prayer that he has with God where, where he prays to God and we, we, we're going to talk about what God's response is and what that means to us and what we can learn from it. And we're going to use um, one of the verses in this account and we're going to focus on that for our week of prayer and fasting. And we've got different people who are going to be doing a devotional every day and I'm really excited about them. So make sure you tune in and you have a listen each day on social media to, to these devotions that are going to be coming out. And it's all going to be based around the theme of 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14 and you know that that verse from the Bible is often read on its own and I want to read it to you in a little bit of content this morning so I'm going to read the verses around it and I'm going to talk about them a little bit this morning too and you know I just to give you a bit of a backstory like I said it's an account of one of the kings of Israel King Solomon he was King David's son and he came to the throne and and his father David and, and God gave him this task of building a temple where God's presence could dwell and before that God had dwelt in a tent and they'd moved a tent around with them the Israelites had when they went from place to place and they believed that God was with them and he dwelled in this tent and you know, they, meant, they went on this amazing task of building this phenomenal temple made of gold and cedar and, and all of the best things that they could have. All of the best people who could come and work, the craftsmen would come and do their work. And, and the temple was an outstandingly amazing thing to behold. And Solomon goes to work on building this temple. He brings people in from other nations who are the best at their work to make sure they get the very best in everything that they do in the temple that they make for God. And when the temple is finally complete, Solomon calls a gathering of all the priests and all the people and they sacrifice to God and they worship God and they say, God, we've made this temple in your honour. We hope you like it. And then they all go home and that evening while Solomon's at home, God speaks to Solomon in response to Solomon's prayer. That's like, God, please accept what we've made for you. We hope it's OK. 
And and I'm going to read to you now from 2 Chronicles 7. And this is this is God meeting with Solomon after he's returned from the temple that he's built in God's honour. And what God has got to say to him about it. So here we go, 2 Chronicles 7. And I'm reading verses 11 to 16 in the NIV. And it says this. When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all that he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace. I'm just going to stop there for a minute because I think it's really interesting that Solomon not only is building the temple for God, which he's been instructed to do, but he's also building his own palace, which is absolutely fine. You know, we go to church, we involve God in our lives, but we also have other areas of our lives. But I just think it's interesting how these are two separate things in this account and they're going on hand in hand. And the one thing I want to say to you this morning is be careful how you build. When you're building for God's kingdom and for God in your life, be careful what you're building up alongside it. Is it contrary to what you're doing for God? Is it standing up against it? You know, and we saw in Solomon's life that he goes on and he marries many women from many nations and they bring in their their gods and their idols. And Solomon allows for this practice to go on. Solomon not only built the temple of God, but he also built a house for himself and for his wives and allowed things to happen that were not pleasing to God. So when you're building for God, be careful how and what you build. Anyway, let's go back to it. So when Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and had succeeded in carrying out all that he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, so this is God's response to Solomon. I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. When I shut the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. And so we see this account of Solomon encountering God and God meeting with Solomon and relating and conversing with Solomon about the best practice and things to do and things to do when things go wrong and and and, and God just approving of what Solomon's done. So I just want to look at four different things that we can learn from this account and that hopefully help us in our prayer in our, and in our belief that prayer is powerful. So the first one is this, that there is power in relationship you know I believe that prayer is part of my relationship with God it's about my conversation with God prayer isn't just me talking and talking like I'm doing now but it's about me listening as well and taking the time to have some be quiet and say God what do you want to say to me you know Solomon himself had been and he would prayed to God and he'd sacrificed as is was according to Jewish Jewish law but then God had come and spoke to him in his quiet place as well so you know it's about the power of relationship there was power in that relationship God heard Solomon but Solomon also heard God as well and God wants to relate to you God wants to walk with you God wants it to be a two-sided thing he doesn't just want to listen to you he wants to speak to you as well you know maybe not that big audible voice that you may hear but he wants to speak to you as you read the Bible he 
wants to bring peace to your heart in your difficult seasons. He wants to be there and let you know that he's with you. And sometimes it can be difficult when we try to relate to God because it's not like relating to a human being. And yet God wants to speak to us. So take that time. Take those moments. Allow God's space to come and talk to you and converse with you and bring his peace to you. You know, and God God knew that we're not perfect. God knows that. And he was almost preparing Solomon and giving Solomon the things to do. You know, when things go wrong and when I shut up the heavens and I do these things because things have gone wrong, this is how you relate to me again. This is how you connect with me when the connection is broken. When you've walked away and and gone to other places and not focused on me, there is a way back. And God is preparing Solomon and preparing the whole land of Israel and then preparing us to the future date to say, things will go wrong. There will be seasons and times when you walk away from me and the heavens feel like they've been shut up and when things feel like everything's going wrong and everything's coming at you but there is still a way to find me even then God still wants to create a way to relate and that's what he produces here that's what he gives Solomon he gives him the way to create to to relate again when it gets stuck so from our side God's saying identify yourself as mine say that you're called answer the call Humble yourself when when you get too proud. Pray when you think that you know it all. Turn and seek me again when all you're looking for is things in this world. Turn from the things that you're doing wrong and come back to me. God is telling us again in that 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14 how we can connect and relate to him again. And he also goes on to say, well, if you do these things to relate to me, it's not just one sided. It's not just me saying, give me all these things as an all powerful God. But I'm going to relate back to you as well. I want it to be two way. I want to connect with you as much as I want you to connect with me. And God is still the same God today. He wants to connect with you. He wants you to connect with him. And so the cycle goes round. So we see that from our side, when we acknowledge God as our king, when we recognise the calling, when we humble ourselves, when we pray, when we seek him, when we turn from the things that we're doing wrong, then God himself relates back to us. He brings healing. He brings forgiveness. He, he hears what we're saying to him. He doesn't turn a blind eye and say, oh, I'm not listening to you anymore. How many times do we say, oh, I'm just not listening to that anymore. I don't want to hear what that person's got to say anymore. You know, very often if my girls are falling out, I get to the point where I'm like, Oh my goodness, there's that much of it going on. I can't even find the wood for the trees and what everybody's saying. So I'll just say to him, that's it. I just don't want to hear it. And I don't actually delve in there and help to solve the problem. And it's not always helpful. But God says he wants to hear. He wants to hear the mess. He wants to hear the difficulty. He wants to come in there and bring health and healing and forgiveness where it's difficult. And that is the God who wants to relate to you and me today. You know, you may never have related to him before. You may not know him as your saviour. But today he wants to relate to you. He wants to hear all of your mess. He wants to hear all of your difficulties because as you bring that to him as you say to him okay God I'm, I'm going to give it to you I'm going to turn from the things I've been doing and I'm going to actually make a decision today and I'm going to commit to you then God wants to relate back to you and say I hear you I want to bring healing and forgiveness to you there is power in relationship because it brings change not only to our lives but also to what God is able to produce and do in our lives you know 
God wants us to relate to him. He wants us to relate to him as the creator. He wants us to relate to him as the savior. He wants us to create, relate to him as the father. He wants us to relate to him as the shepherd, that we are his creation, that we are saved by him, that we are his children, that we are his sheep. And as we go round and as we relate to him as his child, as we relate to him as, as those who are saved, as we relate to him as his creation, then again, he relates back to us as that creator as that savior as that father and so the relationship continues to move there is power in relationship because it brings movement in our lives it helps there's a response there we're not left just standing alone it's not just about knowledge but it suddenly becomes about me connecting and God connecting with me too so that's the first thing I want to share with you that we see that Solomon had. He had built a relationship with God that he called out to God and that God responded. And God wants to do that with me and with you today, too. The second thing I want to say to you is that there's power in intimacy. And this is going on a deeper level than what we've just talked about. You know, relate. we can relate to people, we can relate to things, but it's not always an intimate relationship. And intimacy is more than knowledge. It's more than just knowing that God's your saviour. It's more than just knowing he's your father or he's your creator. It's more than knowing that he wants to talk to you, but it's actually delving into the depths of that. It's actually bringing out those deep feelings and being honest with God about where you're at. How many of us pray prayers and pretend that God doesn't really know what's going on in our heart and how much maybe we're struggling or we're finding things difficult but God sees all and knows all and he is desperate for you to be intimate with him and share your deepest feelings to share the things that are going on in your life to open up and be frank with him and say this is where I'm at and this is what's going on and when we reach out to him at that intimate level then he's able to come in at an intimate level not only is he able to just reach us yes I'm your father I want to reach us that yes I'm your creator I want to reach us that but when you share with God on an intimate level he can reach into our lives at an intimate level and bring deep healing and bring deep blessings into our life he can reach us on a deeper level because we're opening up more of ourselves to him and you know I really believe that God's strategy for blessing is intimacy and we see it all through the bible in Genesis when Adam and Eve walked with God in the in the Garden of Eden, there was intimacy there. We see with Abraham, God shared his plans for what he was going to do with Abraham. And Abraham was able to say, well, do you really want to do that? Could you spare those people? Could you do those things? There was intimate relationship, intimate sharing of detail going on. You know, we see with David that God says of him that he was a man after his own heart. They'd met on a heart level. It wasn't just information. It wasn't just superficial. It wasn't just an an environmental thing where we go somewhere and we feel a certain way because of it but it was on a heart to heart level and God wants to go deeper deeper in his relationship with you to meet you on a heart to heart level like he did with David and there's many other examples in the Old Testament but then we move to the New Testament and we see Jesus we see him calling God my father it's personal it's intimate it's not our father it's my father when he talks about him we see Jesus having a disciple that he loved and it refers to that disciple in that way we see Jesus weep when his friend Lazarus dies Jesus had intimate 
intimate relationships with people, that it spurred an intimate reaction, that it spurred weeping out of us. And God wants to relate to us on an intimate level, on a way that maybe some of us never have done before. And today could be your opportunity to say, God, I want to go deeper with you. I want to take it to another level of intimacy with you, where on a heart to heart level, I want to be honest with you. I want to share the depths of my heart and my soul. I want to share the depths of my past with you so you can come in and bring a deeper healing and a deeper love into my life. God wants to meet with you, but to do that, we have to trust him. We have to learn to trust him in a new and in a different way. And it's all about trust. You know, there's a hymn that's been written by Francis Ridley Havergal. And one of the lines in it says this, they who trust him, wholly find him, wholly true. They who trust him wholly, find him wholly true. When we trust in God wholly and completely, then we find the trueness and the depth of who he is because it's intimate. Trust brings intimacy. It's something different. It's a new level. That wholly trusting him brings about the whole trueness of who God is because we go deeper. We meet him and understand him on a new and a deeper level and that trust can grow. So I want to encourage you this morning. God wants to bless your life in such a way that you've never known before. And to do that, I believe intimacy is the key. Closeness of relationship is that key. The third thing I want to say to you this morning is that there's power in acknowledgement. You know, we read through this account in the Bible and, and God tells Solomon what to do if, if, the, if he feels far away from him. But then after that, God talks about when you do do those things, when you do connect me with me, this is what I'm going to do. So in 2 Chronicles 7 verses 15 to 16, God says this. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered in this place. I have chosen and consecrated this temple so that my name may be there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. It's the power of acknowledgement. God is acknowledging those prayers. God is saying, I see you, I hear you. You know, there's nothing worse than being ignored. I remember growing up as a child and there is nothing worse than when your elder sibling pretends you don't exist, pretends that they can't hear you. La la la, I can't hear you. Maybe when your friends at school just all pretend that you don't exist and they can't hear what you're saying. No, no, I can't hear you, you don't exist. There is nothing worse. There is no depth of emotion that can take you to a place where you realise I am unseen, I am unheard. And yet God says, if you reach out to me, if you turn away from the things you've been doing, if you focus on me, if you humble yourself, if you pray, if you seek me, if you acknowledge me as your God, then I will acknowledge you. I see you. I hear you. And being seen and being heard is so important. It brings a connection and a bonding beyond anything else. It brings a joining of identity together where when God says, I see you, we can connect with him and who he is on a deeper level because he says I see you you may be sitting there this morning or listening to this online and thinking I just don't feel seen I don't think anybody knows me nobody knows who I am God sees and God knows all you need to do is reach out to him and he will acknowledge you and reach out back to you this morning 
You know, it talks about God saying that that he has chosen and consecrated this place, that his eyes and his heart will always be here. God has picked you. God is happy with you and God wants to reside with you. That's what he said about the temple. And in the same way, he says the same to us when we relate to him and connect with him, when we become intimate with him, when we speak out to him, he will respond to us. He will say, I acknowledge you and the power of that brings something where in areas of my life our lives maybe we think oh I just I aren't good enough in areas of our life maybe where we think you know nobody cares about me this is God saying I pick you you are good enough this is God saying I see you and I care about you I care about the things that are breaking your heart I care about the things that you are struggling with God acknowledges you. There is power in acknowledgement. Reach out to God this morning and I believe that he will acknowledge you and it will change how you see yourself and how you see the world around you. So so far this morning, we've seen that there's power in relationship, there's power in intimacy and there's power in acknowledgement. And the final thing I want to say to you is relationship, intimacy and knowledge. They help build this place for God's presence. They help to create it in our lives. And when God's presence comes, then he creates a powerhouse. And that's my final thing I want to talk to you about this morning. That powerhouse. You know, we see that Solomon built this temple and it must have been the most spectacular architectural structure of the time. It would have been outstanding anyway. It would have been unusual as well because normally in temples, Greek and Roman temples and Assyrian temples, Babylonian temples, they had idols in there. This place had no idols. This place was for the presence of God. It was unusual. It was outstanding. It was magnificent. It would have been awe-inspiring. And in the same way God calls us to be that new temple God calls us to be the temple today and it says in 1 Corinthians 3 16 don't you know that you yourself are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst so you know that temple that was built all them hundreds of years ago doesn't stand anymore but Jesus when he died on the cross he tore the veil he made a way he opened the way through that the temple now exists is you you are that temple God's presence can now dwell in you and it talks about in in the scripture in chronicles that in the temples God's name will dwell so God's name dwells in us as that new temple and it is a powerful name It is a magnificent name. It is a name that will change your life and change your destiny and change your future. God dwells with us because he is abiding with us. There is purpose in that abiding. If the name above all names is dwelling in us, then them names are manifest within us. They can be outworked through our lives as long as we continue to relate, as long as we are intimate and as long as we acknowledge him and allow him to acknowledge us and we accept that acknowledgement. You know, I want to read to you some of the names of God this morning. It says... Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. So the God who heals dwells in us as his temple. 
Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. Jehovah Jireh, the provider, dwells in us. The provider is within us. He is the one who can provide. He is one with us. Al Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. God is sufficient for all of our needs, for everything we've got. And he dwells in us as his new temple. Jehovah Nissi, the banner, the covering. God covers us. God is with us. We are not alone. We are not exposed to the elements, but he has banner over us is love Jehovah Shammah God is there you're feeling alone this morning you're feeling like things are difficult this morning God is there in you that new temple God is present in you allow that intimacy of relationship to grow so that you are aware of him Jehovah Shalom God my peace God is one with us, at peace with us. As we are this new temple, God brings all of who he is into us and outworks it through us. So allow those names of God to flow through you, to be worked out through you and, and, and then to be blessing to other people around us. You know, the temple was a visible place in Jerusalem people would have seen it people would have been awe inspired by it but it was also a place of refuge it was a place of prayer it was a place of peace it was a unique place and it was a place where the presence of God dwells God is calling us today to be in ourselves a place of prayer that that prayer would overflow from us a place of refuge that that refuge would overflow to those around us a place where the presence of God is that God's presence would flow from us is his new temple God is calling us not only to to recognize who he is to relate to him to be intimate with him to to be acknowledged by him but God is calling us to be a modern day temple that people can come to us for refuge and for peace that people can come to us to know the presence of God God is calling us to be that new temple God is calling us to be a witness to be a magnificent place that people look at and say wow the presence of God is with that person. Wow, what is going on? They are so unique. There is something different about them. God is calling us to be that temple in our workplace, in our family, in our community, wherever we go. And you know, it talks about the singers singing in that temple because of the praise of God. You know, it talks about heavens roaring with who God is. And we as the temple of God should be a roaring example. The, the praises of God should emanate from us and be an example to those around us. Can I encourage you that as that new temple, as that living temple where the presence of God dwells, where his name is outworked in our lives, where his presences where we bring refuge to those who need it that we are a witness to this world and to those around us that you can do that every day on a daily basis as you continue to relate to God as you grow in intimacy with him and as he acknowledges you and you grow in your confidence and your assurance in who you are 
You know, this morning I've talked about it already, but if you don't know Jesus, he wants to make a home in your heart. He wants to relate to you. He wants to be intimate with you. He wants to acknowledge you and say, I see you. I hear you. And from that place, he wants to raise you into a magnificent temple for him where you can bless and encourage other people. So I just want to pray for us all this morning. And after that, we're going to sing a song called What a Beautiful Name. And as we do, can I encourage encourage you to invite God into your heart maybe for the first time maybe for the upteenth time but go deeper with him allow him and his praises to roar from your heart this morning as we sing together let us pray father God I thank you that you came and made your home within us. God, I thank you for Jesus, that we can now live in intimacy and connection with you like never before. I thank you that you want to make us a powerhouse for you, for those around us, that we may be a witness to them, that we may declare your goodness. God, I pray that you would lift us up today. God, I pray that we would go deeper with you today. Father God, I pray that a roar would come out of us, that impacts those around us for the better and for the good. May we be a place of refuge and healing as you are our place of refuge and healing. May we be a place of peace for others as you bring peace to, to us. May we be there for others as you are there for us. God, I thank you that at the beautiful name of Jesus, that there is power, that there is healing, and that there is breakthrough. So God, I pray that as we sing together now, that Father God, you would come and minister to hearts, that you would bless us, that you would encourage us, and that you would be here. In Jesus' name.